I talk about mental illness. I'm gonna take an opportunity right now to do that because when I was a kid, I used to get sad for no reason and I didn't have anybody to talk to because there's a really bad stigma on mental illness and there still is today. So there may be some of you out there that are afraid to go find somebody to talk to, but you need to do it. Five. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 10 of the Empty Space Podcast, My Chemical Romance. That's good money, man. That's bad money. <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's go. All right, let's go. Let me give you, I have to burn, so hold on. Right. Yeah, dude. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. Fucking one, two, a three, four, five. We're at ten. Everybody, give me a high five. We got Batch and Steve. We're right by uh, side by side. Yeah, that's it. Right, that's and it, buddy. We're coming we in hot. Are cooler than you. Fuck yeah, we are here. Ten episode ten, ten. episodes. Woo! I hope Fuck yeah, baby. Loud. I know. <laughs> Shit, man. Ten, dude, we got it. We're how here. crazy is that, dude? How fucking crazy? Crazy, man. This is a big milestone. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like we're raising a baby, and he just turned double <laughs> digits, and we're like so proud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm kind of speechless that we made it this far. Um, yeah, I thought I was gonna leave it like episode four. Yeah, I thought for <laughs> sure. I was like seriously, <laughs> like this fucking asshole, like. The get amount the, of times I've gotten fired on this podcast. Get the fucking podcast out on time, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I was literally like, that's it. I'm done. It's done it. with them. Yeah, yeah. Abusive and, text. Yeah, oh yeah, lots of them. Listen, you piece of shit. You think I won't replace you? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's brutal. Episode Holy 10, God. baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, seriously, though, um, it's fucking wild. It is. It's been a, it's been a, been a great ride. Dried. <laughs> Great ride. I can't talk. Hell of a run. This is the end, though. This is it. Yeah, I was yeah. fuming. Yeah, just 10 episodes. Uh, we, you'll never we hear fought. from us again. We were fighting before this. Um, yeah, we just decided that on the more creative one. Yep. Um, Steve wants to just sing about breaking up with a 15-year-old girlfriend. Agreed. And um, I like this Steve guy. Yeah, wants to make music with Machine Gun Kelly. Yep. Um. I just kind of want to do my own thing and look for Bigfoot. Yep. And talk about aliens. So, yeah. That's I also it. found done. out that Bat shaves his um, butthole. So, I mean, I can't talk to somebody who does that. I mean, you kind of have to. Nope. What do you mean? Nah, dude. I like the long hairs. Well, you didn't specify, and I was just trying to do you a favor. If so. I don't see a dingleberry looking through a cave, I'm not going in. So. Oh, shit. All right. My bad. Won't this is again. the Pop Punk Podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mental yeah, Health is... Awareness. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, this is episode 10. Yes, sir. If you haven't heard. Um, Ladies and the gentlemen. the milestone for us. Uh, yeah, bring it, bringing it back here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just reeling it back in. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, episode 10 of the Empty Space Podcast. We're ready to rock and roll. Batchy, um, this is exciting. This is crazy. Um, we, got, uh, we got big news. We got not really big news. We just got a big episode here. We, yeah. We, we kind of told you all the news from the last episode, what to expect and stuff. And if you guys want to shoot us a message at all ever and just give us your suggestions to... Um, what band you want to hear us break down or... Yeah, I would love to... If you guys want to come on, anything. Um, like we said, we got interviews lined up. The next few weeks after this are going to be a lot of interviews. So um, yeah, hell yeah. just get ready for some good bands and shit like that. And um, Fucking rights. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we hit a big milestone last week. Oh, shit, also, yeah. Also, we uh, eclipsed 600 streams. Fuck fucking yeah. huge like dude we're almost we're, we're almost like 650 almost 700 yeah we're at uh 657 as we speak right now at 8 39 p.m saturday january 9th fucking crazy that's a fucking beaut i'm happy dude that makes yeah. me so happy every day i'm looking i'm like damn we get like dude we got like 10 more listens within like a day yeah it's wild so thank you to all of you for supporting this very much hell yeah thank you so that being said as we rambled on there with some good shit some weird shit we're gonna jump into episode 10 which uh, we got i think so i think so ladies and gentlemen we hinted at a little bit on uh, instagram uh we're going with number 10 being my chemical romance hit the g note baby hit it (laughs) hit it do it she sounds so beautiful oh yeah that's the spot Keep mm. it going. Keep Gives it going. me chills every time I hear it. Oh. I still remember the first time I heard that song live. Really? Oh, oh man, live? Dude. Yeah. Live. Like, dude, there's nothing like that. When you hear that first G note, just that first. Just start. Boom. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out, dude. Oh, it's chaos, dude. Absolute chaos. Chills. It's crazy that one note can do that for you. Yeah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. So, we're obviously so, going to have yeah. to talk about that in that song. Yeah, um, so, we're going to go into the three albums that we found were the big... They're the three biggest albums for My Chemical Romance, we're not going to lie. Yeah. Um, we're going to go into uh, I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love. We're mm-hmm. going to go into Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. And we're going to go into The Black Parade. Fucking um, nice. We know all the other EPs and other albums are there, but those are the ones that everybody knows. And... We're going to get into those right now as we start yeah. getting into I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. Hell yeah. So, all right. Before I start, um, I just want to say um, a few things. Okay. I am. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't yell at me. <laughs> say things. No, I like turtles, turtles, turtles. Um, okay. Listen, guys, so if you didn't know this, I wanted to bring this up. How did My Chemical Romance become a thing? You may be asking yourself that. How did this band come together? And what caused this band to come together? Well, I didn't know that. Chemicals. Yeah, they just. (laughs) (laughs) Just stirring up some chemically romantic romance. Um, I didn't know this. And after doing some research, I actually found out that. the reason My Chemical Romance got together was because Gerard Way was on a ferry gliding across the Hudson when he saw the planes crash into the World Trade Center. 
Um, oh, shit. Yeah, let that sink in because that's crazy. He So he witnessed the uh, 9-11 attacks. He didn't see the first plane, but when he turned around, um, he saw the second plane going to in- impact. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm going to read something from him that he wrote. So Gerard quoted, I didn't see the planes hit. I did see the buildings go down from, I'd say, fairly close. It was like being in a science fiction film or some kind of disaster film. It was exactly the kind of feeling you didn't believe it. You felt like you were an Independence Day, the movie. It made no sense. Your brain couldn't process it. And for me, it was a little different. I'm very empathetic and kind of can do it emotionally. So I pick up a lot of stuff in that way. There was about three or 400 people around me, and I was right at the edge. All these people behind me, they all had friends and family in those buildings. I didn't. So when the first building went, it was like an A-bomb went off. It was just like this most emotional, and it made you extremely nauseous. And he says at the end here, he said, so 9-11 happens, and I pick up my guitar again, and I write Skyline and Turnstiles, um, which is a song off the album. Um, and he said, music became my therapy from the PTSD that I gathered from 9-11. Um, and that's Fuck, that's how dude. My Chemical Romance started was actually because of 9-11. And then he obviously hit up some friends, uh, it says, and go on with the fact that he talked to his buddies and then they started making music. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty that's heavy. That's heavy, dude. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's heavy shit. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty weird to like. I was expecting just like uh, you know, these are my boys. We're hanging out, having a good yeah, time. Yeah, we started and, playing music in my garage. Yeah, right. And no, that's not the case at I at all. And uh, yeah, so a little feedback on Michael Mark Romance and how they started. Um, so, anyways, we'll get out of that uh, sad stuff, but needed to be said stuff. Um, oh hell yeah, that's crazy. So for me. I thought this first album, dude, it reminded me so much of a Ven Sevenfold in the use. Yep. Um, it's so bad. I just thought like, I just thought like when I listened to it, it was just like that grungy, like, yeah, there's no like deep piano and like um, trinketly beautiful sounds that you hear in like black parade and so forth. It's more of just that grungy garage, like indie punk music. Like, yeah. More like not even indie punk, just like hardcore punk rock, pop punk rock. Yeah, it was much more pop punk than any of their other albums, really. Yeah. Um, and then, so I didn't even know about this album until after I got into My Chemical Romance because I got into My Chemical Romance from Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Same here. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure like you and probably everybody else, that's how everyone got into I mean, it. That was like the big album, really. That was like the album that blew them up yeah it was exactly it was so um but i guess so for this album if you're looking for an album that's more like i don't know how would you describe this album for people like i know we just kind of did but like if you were to tell people to listen to this album what to what should they expect not your typical um mcr really um I mean, it's more, it's it's definitely more pop punk than it is like their emo stuff, I suppose. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to say that because like, I don't know, lyrically it's really dark still, but it's not quite 
what three cheers or the black parade were like in terms of like talking about death all the time and everything else yeah so uh it's definitely different that's for sure um but i liked it yeah totally agree i didn't really dig into it too much my favorite song on this was um Honey, this mirror isn't yep. big enough for the two of us. He already yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's literally my favorite song in the whole entire album. It's fucking like four and a half minutes, too. It's, it's incredibly good. It's very, like, um, very, like, hardcore. I really like it. Like I said, if, if you like Avenged Sevenfold, old Avenged Sevenfold, and old The Used, you would really like this album. So check this album out. Um, I like, uh, I like Drowning Lessons a lot, too. Drowning oh. Lessons is really good. Banger, bro. Um, Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Yep. Head First for Halos. Uh, Skylines and Turnstiles, obviously. That's if you still got one left. Oh, fuck you. Like, it's, a really, it's a really good album. Really, yep. really good album. So check that one out. Unless you got anything more to say, Batchy, about this one. Not really. I kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I kind of missed this when I was, I didn't really find, I didn't really get into this album until later on. So it took a while. All right. Yeah. Not, that's kind of how I felt too. It was one of those things. Like when I listened to the album, I was like, this is banging, but I never really got into it, into it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this album is really good. It came out in 2002. Um, Really good stuff, guys. If you want to check it out, listen to it. Uh, other get ready that, for that. Get ready for that tour if you're going. Yep. If you're one of the lucky ones like myself to be going. Yeah. Um, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny the people that I see that are going to this concert. The fucking wannabes. Yeah, the ones I that... always listen to MCR. They're the best. <laughs> no, you didn't. You made fun of me in high school for listening to them. You fucking fraud. Yep. <laughs> they're the same people that exactly i'd have like my hobo gloves and they'd be like you're a fucking loser you listen to that fucking sad shit and i'm my my hands are warm so fuck you (laughs) my hands are warm (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude yeah exactly now there's a lot of people out there that just fucking do now they want to jump on the fucking mcr train yeah of Um, course they do and now they just fucking they whatever dude let them do it it's gonna be sick either way like way. it's gonna be unbelievable because so. i don't if you haven't seen mcr live um you have missed out because they are unbelievable live Unfreaking i, I real, think dude. me and you are at the same show same concert bro that same and concert we yeah, didn't know each it was, other. yeah it was the honda civic tour yep. um i saw him twice blinking mcr yep. and mcr absolutely killed it yep like that unbelievable unreal um i'd say they were better than blink that night see i can't say that only because i w- i'm such like a yeah that was like one of the first times i saw blink and it was just like the most unreal moment you know like as a kid you yeah up, you're just waiting for that moment to finally see your band and yeah. like i never saw them when they um they broke up and I never saw them before they broke up. I saw them right after they broke up. So for me, it was like a dream come true. So even though yeah, that was the best concert I've ever seen because of MCR as well, 
Oh yeah, it was for awesome. me it was still like, oh my god, Blink One Eighty Two is coming on. But with that being said, holy fuck, I didn't see the crowd move as hard for Blink as they did for MCR. And yeah, I couldn't fucking move. It was just like a wave pool back and forth. Like, and you know, I was in the fucking like third or fourth row, and like, dude, that was crazy, dude. Unreal. That's a sick show. Such a sick show. Yeah, I uh, I remember that. I remember that tour. That was the tenth annual tour, two thousand eleven. And I remember, yeah. fucking dude. All I remember, dude. Well, is, what a summer that was. That was a banging summer. The bees won the cup that summer. Yes, like, dude. Holy fuck, man. That yes, was such dude. a sick summer. Um. Oh wow. So I remember going to see that tour in Massachusetts, and then I went to Connecticut as well. Okay. And dude, I just remember. I remember in the Connecticut one. Um, we got to go in, we got early access to go in with like 50 other people. I think I told you this. We got to go in like 50 other people. Yeah. Just wait for like an hour. And I got to talk to Mark Hoppus for like, not, not long, just like a fucking minute. And so didn't everybody else. He just came out and sat on stage and just was like, Oh, Hey, Hey guys. And I was like, Hey, and he was like, Hey, and I was obnoxious. He's like, what's your name? And I was like, Oh, I'm Steve. And he's like, Hey Steve. And I just like giggled like a girl. Cause it was like, that's all I needed. And I was like, <laughs> Again, like that little thing made such a big impact. And then yeah, dude, this concert was so wild. I remember I lost my shoe. I never got it back. That was gone in the mosh pit. I yeah. saw two dudes at the end bash each other's fucking heads in because they were fighting over Travis's um, drumstick he threw. They just got into a brawl. Uh, I found a wallet that I ended up keeping. And then I, and then nice I ended, I ended <laughs> and then I got Tom DeLonge's pick that he threw out. I ended up grabbing that, which was pretty sick. Um, yeah, dude, that was just the, and I still have it to this day. Like I, I'll never forget That's that so awesome. ever in my life. Lost a shoe, found a wallet. Sorry, dude, beat his head, beat another dude's head in, and got Tom DeLonge's pick. That's Great so concert, sick. and yeah. I got to see MCR live, which is like the premise of the show. But like. That whole shit. I know I'm going on about it, but god damn, it was such a good concert. So cool. Yeah, well, it was, dude. It was an unbelievable show. Um, but yeah, so dude, I think we should go into the big banger of them all, bro. Uh three cheers for sweet revenge. Yeah. The big banger of the okay. <laughs> the, the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the big banger of the mall is the black parade, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh, we're skipping, okay. <laughs> Yeah, three, <laughs> three cheers for sweet revenge, uh, bro. This, this, bro, album. this album, holy fuck! Yes, dude, this album was so good, <laughs> so good. Oh man, um, this is when like, this is when emo became a thing. Mm -hmm. This is when it was like. You had bands like Hawthorne Heights and like I'm trying to think of the other emo bands that were out around now. AFI was becoming emo at yeah. this point. Um, Green Day was becoming quote unquote emo at this point. Like it was just like the thing, like the eye black, the black fingernail paint, the yes, dude, the black yes, hair, dude. like all of that, the skinny Bro. black jeans, the fucking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> everything dude everything that i hated <laughs> everything see yo see that for me this is funny i wrote this down because like i wrote down how like because like avenge sevenfold the used um yep uh green day uh my chemical romance all these bands were starting to do this like super like emo phase and i and i wrote down on my notes i was like these bands are like 
what really started this like dark phase at Hot Topic, the painted nails. I know guys have been doing eyeliner and painted nails for a while, but like this started coming out like huge yeah. around this time. Like every band was doing it. You Blink just, was doing it. Green Day was doing all. Everyone was. Yeah, doing you had it, Tom DeLonge was doing. Yeah, dude. Like yeah, and Travis. Yeah, dude. That's so right. Yeah, yeah, this was this is the start of like that whole phase, and it was just like, for me, it was like I embraced the fuck out of it. Yeah, and <laughs> I could not, I could not have cared less about it. I was like, this is, but then you know what's so funny is like I listened to Motley Crue. Literally, they're dressed up basically as women. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Green Day's got black. Fuck them. They're like <laughs> hardcore punk dudes with just black eyeliner, and you're like, fuck them. While Motley Crue's wearing like lipstick, long dresses, and long hair down to their ass. Dude, I don't know. It was badass to me. Like Motley Crue was just so. I think it was like they were punk before punk, dude. Yeah, and like. Guns N' Roses was so well. Guns N' Roses would never have done such a thing, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were just so like those guys were like. And then I was listening to the hardcore punk, and I was like, "This isn't this isn't cool." Like when I saw Green Day, I was like, "This isn't this isn't good. I don't like this." Like, and you know, I was that kid that made fun of the emo kids for listening to fucking MCR and everything else. You're a fucking. I was a jerk. Buddy. Yeah, you I was. Are the jocks and the no, that was not me. I was wearing the flannels and the Nirvana T-shirts and the Foo Fighters and Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Zeppelin, like little stoner kid, just fucking very angsty though for a stoner. Yeah, you don't sound very nice, dude. You sound like you'd be very mad at me for wearing uh, my fucking trip pants. Hey, you did your thing, man. Whatever. <laughs> as long as you didn't fucking wear a Green Day t-shirt, I was good. I wore those all the time, dude. And I had I a Green Day bracelet. I had a big chain necklace. It was crazy. Yeah, I probably would have made fun of you. And Long ass you, hair. I probably would have told you to go listen to Dookie. That was like my go-to thing. Was like, <laughs> It's like telling somebody to do a kickflip on a skateboard. Yeah. Hey, you think you like Green Day? Go listen to Dookie, dummy. And do a kickflip. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I can't. I just like riding. It's cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. Well, what's a dookie? <laughs> what's a do? Is that okay. what you do in the bathroom? Yeah. Um, um, but yes, but yeah. Th- <laughs> so when this first came out, Batch, not happy. <laughs> Steve, very happy. Batch hated Follow Boy. I hated MCR. I hate. I hated Green Day. <laughs> like, oh my God. Well, I hated American Idiot. I shouldn't say I hated Green yes. Day because they were like a child. I was disappointed in them, but I got over it. And then I'm, you know, I gave this album a shot finally, and holy fuck, is it good? It's amazing. Um, I unbelievably love this album. It came out in two thousand four. Um, notes I wrote down, dude. Sounds oh. amazing. Yeah. Ultimate emo band. Oh yeah. Super super punk guitar though in the whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to this and you just like tune into the guitar, it's super punk. And like I'm not okay yes. is like even the drums in that song are super like that's just a super punk song with emo lyrics. Yeah, 100%. Um so I wanted to throw in some fun facts here. Um right. so do you know why this album like who this what this album's about, dude? No. 
Okay, cool. Well, uh, tell me. Over here is gonna sell ya. Um, all right then. So, all right then. Um, so, <laughs> so this album is a, a combo of evil, devil, vampire stories and a tribute to his grandmother. Um, the main okay. being a tribute to his grandmother with a lot of like um, the- theatrical um, storytelling, but his grandmother passed away. Uh, and he was really close to his grandmother. And in the 2005 tour, before performing, he'd tell the crowd to look up and say, hey, grandma, what's up? So I thought that was really cool and really That's beautiful. That's so sick. Yeah, man. Um, I was trying to find it online to see if there's any videos of it, but I couldn't find anything because I thought it would be cool to, like, watch that. But Well, like, think of, like, that bef- – like, it's so weird to think back to 2005. Yeah. Not to, like, cut you off, but – like, 2005, we had, like, flip phones that didn't have a camera. <laughs> like, there was no, True. you know what I mean? There was no, like, there was no Twitter. There was no, I think there was maybe MySpace in 05. Maybe, I think we yeah. had MySpace. And, like, there was no Facebook. There was no Instagram, no Twitter. There was no TikTok, Snapchat. Not, there was none of that. So, like, you wouldn't get like that. Like the only way you could get that is by going and seeing it, and it's that's like so cool to me. That like, is true. You actually have to like pay attention and watch it. Um, yeah, I was watching. There was actually this video. Not to sidetrack too much, but to that point, there's a video of Ariana Grande, and mm-hmm. she's performing. She just starts the song, and someone screams out like, "Hey, I just started recording. Can you start it over?" And she literally dies laughing and goes, did you just say to start over? I, just, and I didn't record yet. And she does it. And I'm just like, damn, like that's, what? yeah, it's crazy to me that they, I mean, it was a funny thing to watch. You watch it and you're like, cool. She did that for a fan, but like, damn, bro. Like we're here to watch it's the like, music. Why you got to fucking yeah, record it? Like you're recording what you already are seeing. Right. And like, that's why I love like bands, like, like Jack White does it. Like he'll, like you can't. I don't know if you can't bring your phone in with you or if you can't take it out. I yeah. think I think he like doesn't let you bring it in with you. Damn. Because he's like you're here to watch the show, not like record it to post it to some social media bullshit thing. Like yeah. just enjoy the concert. Like, and he's right. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I mean, I'm sure oh, for sure. Of it too. You, like, you want? I mean, I don't. I don't think it's a bad idea for a couple of th- times to do a couple songs because, like, yeah, dude, you I want to remember, remember it. it exactly dude you want to remember those moments with your friends or just that moment you have one-on-one like this is my recording i was there like Like, yeah like i love that story so far recording i have exactly us three singing nerve yeah (laughs) like that's (laughs) that's like my favorite video it's so great um Um, let's get back into the the album though Um, yeah 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 yeah. so that was no you we both got off track there um but yeah, so that's a fun fact. This album is a combo of evil, uh, devil, vampire story, but it's basically no way. a tribute to his grandmother. Um, uh, and while being asked, uh, Gerard was being asked, what is this genre that you think of? Because back in the day, I found out through the interviews, like 2002, 2003, four or five, um, emo for band members in this band and a lot around there, emo was considered kind of like a loser thing for a lot of the uh, people. Well, because it was like, I like you've heard me talk about it. Like back then, emo was looked down on. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you were an emo band, like people didn't like you in the scene. Like, Agreed. Yeah. You know. I do know. Yeah. Like people didn't like that. And I think that when he was being asked this, he every time he was asked in the interviews I was watching, he hated that question because he hated being called emo. And I remember yes. one of the interviews I wrote down, he was asked, um, what is the genre if you don't like emo? And he goes, I don't know, fucking garbage genre or whatever you got emo. Like he was like annoyed yeah, by it. But I've later, heard that. Yeah, later on in the interview, like maybe three or four years later, um, when asked about what do you think about the people calling this emo, he was like, call it whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. We're just making music. He was accepting of it. And finally was like, if it's emo, it's emo. I don't give a shit. And like, yeah, it was cool to just see him like switch. But that's just generation for generation, dude. Like, right. So I thought that was pretty cool to to hear. Um, but anyways, so everyone should know this fucking album. And if not, as Batch would say, you're dead to me. Yeah, you're uh, fucking dead to me, bitch. <laughs> this album fucking, it's so sick. Dude, it's absolutely insane. Um, uh, it might be the best, like, it might have the best, worst opening track. <laughs> yeah, and I say this because it's Helena. Yeah. And the chorus says, so long and good night. that opening <laughs> thanks for listening so long good night <laughs> that is that is true you would you know? probably think that more of an ending song yeah um, i'm just but... joking it's fucking great like I, that's no, my yeah. that might be my favorite my chemical romance song um, that is in my top for sure it's such a good song it's amazing live too by the way oh like, yeah oh yeah because they close with it and it's fucking unbelievable yeah, I, I absolutely love that song. So that song is the most important song to Gerard. Um, that was about his grandmother's death. It tells a story about that basically throughout the whole thing. He kind of interprets a lot of his songs into a million different stories. Um, but uh, Most of which are death. <laughs> if you haven't realized, <laughs> he's really into that. Um, Helena, I remember when this song came out, and I remember I was in middle school um, with all this mm-hmm. shit, dude. And I just remember... This song, when he got to that part where it was quiet and he was like in the church, um, yep, and he starts saying everything like that whole can we pretend to leave and then we'll meet again? Yeah, both our cars collide, and what's yeah, the yeah. thing I can say, dude? That's such a fucking amazing fucking song, and just he really is, is so he's so theatrical. He is, dude. That's and it's, like what made. I think that's what like made it so awesome. Yeah. Like, like I think that's what like made the emo the emo thing was like how dramatic he was. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's so it's so cool. Very very eccentric. Um, very 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 cool guy. Uh, the, the, Gerard is extremely big on mental health and yep. extremely big on like um. At the LGBTQ plus, um, to, to let these kids know that they're not alone, that they're actually not that messed up, and that they could do whatever they want, they can express themselves however they want without being persecuted or called a faggot or and all that. Or Dude, he is extremely thing. big on it, and the fact that like he puts his heart and soul and his time into his fans, which I found out how big of a, like a um, 
how big he like how much he puts himself out there for the fans and the interactions. I found out one of the first thing he does when he gets off the tour bus is goes right up to his fans. He mm-hmm. interacts with his fans on Twitter. Every time he can do that, he he does it. And I found a lot about that through Yeah, like, he's an awesome dude. Researching. Yeah, he just seems like a genuine good dude. Um and I really appreciate that about this guy. And cuz that's what this is all about. Hell yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. That's what music's all about. That's what mental health is all about and mm-hmm. If there's a cat that's on this world that is in the music industry, um, Gerard is definitely one of them, if not one of the top ones that I've noticed that makes such an impact in a beautiful way, especially for the people that feel like they are not welcomed and not accepted in this world uh, in every single category. Uh, And he did that for me Uh, when I was growing up. I just remember, like I said, this is what started the like, oh, I'm going to start wearing black and doing this all the time and be super emo, grew my hair out, throw it over my eyes because mm-hmm. this dude made me feel like I could be who I am and accept it. And that was just being like a emo punk kid. And I loved it. Yeah. And that's, that's the, I, I think that's, that's so beautiful, man. Like that's younger me didn't realize that. And it took me a little while to get there. I mean, I got there in high school, but, like, before that, I was, like, didn't understand, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for him to, like, get off the bus and, like, interact with fans as much as he does, that probably helps people so much because if you think about it, like, everyone that was, like, big in their music was all an outcast. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've said it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't fuck with those kids. I didn't. You know, I wasn't, like, friends with any of them. I made fun of them. And, like, that's what I, that, that's probably made those kids, like, lives is talking to him. Yeah. So that's so cool. No, it definitely has. And, like, if, if you know – if you know about him even more, I, he's just like a super nerdy Dungeon and Dragons yeah, type, oh yeah. dude. Like that's literally what he liked to play with. The, the whole band would play that game and like do all that stuff. And like he's just like was super into it. And just expression was like something he 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 um he gave to me was able to express that. And I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's just great. And that's like yeah, there's man. certain bands that. Like this is a good reason. This is why it's number ten. It's just it's a it's such a big band. Everyone knows these guys, and b they had such an impact on a lot of people, and not just people who like grew up dressed in like like pop punk music or just emo music. Like look at Batch for example, exa- perfect example. Somebody who like it's affected you differently, and like it's just it's beautiful to see it how it affects every single person differently. And I just think that's the power of music and this guy's creation with his. Yeah, the whole band, but his oh, yeah. his shit is just unreal. Um, but anyways, Batchy, what um what are some of your top songs on this album? Uh, I already mentioned uh Helena. Hell yeah. Uh, give him hell, kid. Oh, another good one. Uh, I'm not okay. Um, it's not a fashion statement. It's a death wish. Yeah. Cemetery Drive. <laughs> Yes. Um, the Ghost of You is another fucking banger. Yep. Uh, thank you for the venom. Oh my god, I love that song. You know what they do to guys like us in prison? Yep. Oh, dude, this album, like this album, is like front to back, just so fucking good. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. There's like every song 
I remember when I was like researching for my like top songs or just like listening to it again before this podcast. I just yeah, kept, yeah. I kept, I was like, write down, I'm not okay. And then I listened to a song, like, oh my God, give him Hell Kids has to be on there. And oh, oh, yeah. the end has to be on there. I just kept going with like, yeah, Helena has things. to be on Hel- there. Yeah, like, it was just like the whole album. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like, we're just going to talk about every single song, but like, you can't not. Um, and I wish I had gotten into this back when it first came out. Oh, dude. Like, this was my like, all right. So I was going to say this. This band, um, and I'm not okay, was like the new generation of like the anthem. So yeah. you have Good Charlotte, yeah. the anthem for when yep. I was in, like younger. Then you have I'm not okay. And it was like, this is the anthem. And like, dude, that got like so, oh man. Like I, you know, I like hated that so much. Because I was like, I don't know. It was just like people that like I grew up with and like knew like where they came from and like knew, like I knew them because I had known them since like elementary school. And like all of a sudden they're like writing I'm not okay all over themselves in like pen and just like doing the most dramatic things because of the song. And I was like, but in my head, I was like, get a fucking grip, would you? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, and, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, I was a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, yeah, you you keep saying that, dude. I didn't realize you really, like, like it's really I just hated you it. that hard. Yeah. Like, I just hated it, man. Like, I was, like, I was a 12-year-old kid. So, I'm like, in my head, I, like, rationalized it as, like, we're 12. Like, what problems could we really have, like, Knowing, like, that there was, like, other... Sh- I th- I think I was, like, there's bigger problems out there besides, like, the fact that, like, Joe Schmo just broke up with you. Like, yeah. that's no reason to, like... That's no reason to cut yourself. Not realizing, like, this mental... Like, I didn't, you know... It was deeper than you thought. Than you thought. Yeah, like, I just was, like, why would you do that? Because some dickhead broke up with you. Yeah. Like, but I I didn't have, like an issue with it with like people that like you i wouldn't have had an issue with you connecting with it because i would have known like the shit that you would like you know what i mean i just like, think there, was that... kids, there was kids that i was friends with that i knew had gone through hard shit and they listened to it and they connected with it and i didn't give them shit it was the kids that i was like because i didn't understand like i thought to me, it was like, you have to go through something to, like, connect with that. You can't just have, like, I didn't know there was the chemical imbalance thing. I didn't fucking know. I, like, yeah. I'm 12. I don't know that depression exists. Like, what do I know about depression? Well, I, don't, I don't think the, the kids that you're talking about knew that either. I think subconsciously they're, right. they're learning because at 12, 13, 14, dude, A, you're hitting puberty. Your frontal cortex isn't developed. You're just realizing that, like, life is a real thing you kissed a girl for the first time mom and dad are grounding you like there's all these things in life that seem so dramatic so at a young age like for me like even just getting grounded or just getting yelled at from my mom was like was like literally it was was the pinnacle of what we thought with depression in the the world was right right tell me like all right, your mom grounds you for the weekend, but that weekend you and your boys were supposed to go skateboard down at Silver Lake all day and get like monster energy drinks and hang out. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, and you're supposed to hang out with these three chicks that are like you really want to like make out with. Like, 
So that was the end of your world. So you'd go in yeah, this room and you'd be like, I'm not okay. My mom doesn't understand me. I like to dress in all black and skateboard and, and these guys get me more. So I feel like most kids didn't understand what that chemical imbalance was either. So why right. would you, you know, like, and for yeah, me, yeah. yeah, I was taking pills every day for my depression, uh, my ADD and my OCD and all that shit. And like, but I, a, I didn't even know why I was taking these. I mean, I knew right. why they told me and I was going to therapy at such a young age. Um, which ironically, I started getting mental health issues um, once 9-11 happened. I'll get into that another day, but it's ironic that this whole band started because of that. My mental health issues started when 9-11 happened. But I just remember at a young age, dude, no, no kid's going to know what the fuck depression and mental health is. Maybe now more because generations are getting better at acceptance and fucking the stigma. But Yeah, there's more learning going on Cause, yeah, because there was like, you need to us. know at a young age, man. And, and yeah. I think for me like when i got into like at a young age around this time with mcr and all the hawthorne heights and cut my wrist and black my eyes like we mentioned like all these things like they didn't help the depression but when i was saying i was like sad and depressed and like and i take a butter knife to my wrist and pretend like this is a real knife just to see like yeah yeah but that was because i thought this was like part of like the scene too at first i was like yeah i'm supposed to do this because i'm sad but I didn't know what the fuck I was actually doing. If that's someone like explained I, to me. <laughs> I think that, that that's like what my issue was with it. Like as like a kid, like I think I looked at it and I was like, just because this person does it doesn't mean you have to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I, was I get like, what you're saying. Like to me, it was like, so you're just going to do that because this dude talks about doing it. Like, yeah, I, I was like, this ton, like, I don't know. Like to me, it's so funny because I didn't like MCR, but I would go listen to Operation Ivy and Suicidal Tendencies and like the song um, by Suicidal Tendencies about the Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Institutionalized. Yeah, I would listen to that and it's literally the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it but wasn't, it, but it, was, it wasn't like a popular fade that right that happened. It, and I was like, to me, it was different. It wasn't the same. So when I would get like that, that's what I would listen to. Yeah, and it took me like three or four years to finally be like, this is the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I mean, I think also a big factor for me, and I'm sure a bunch of other kids at this age was like. I didn't really listen to the lyrics that hard. I only listened to what the chorus had to say right, or the verses right. that were repetitive. So for me, it was like, like even going back for this podcast, doing some research, like we're not really pulling out lyrics for this episode because we didn't really need to. Uh, but on top of that, I think more importantly, when I was younger, again, I wasn't really focusing on the lyrics. It was more the comfort of them saying the words that I wanted to hear. And yeah, it's like, stood out. And I'm the music not videos. okay over and over and over again. Yeah, that's like, it. You know, or like so long and good night. Like yeah. that, because, you know, I would do that. Yeah, everyone did that. Like yeah. you would just listen for the chorus. You wouldn't listen to like the actual words. Yeah. Because the, word, the, the verses didn't make sense. We were too young. The verses yeah. didn't make Our sense. Our brains didn't comprehend the fact that this dude was talking about like uh, the death of somebody in Helena. We know we from the music video and like some of the yeah. thing, but it's just like everything else, dude. The amount of Blink-182 songs that I listen to and, like, the U songs that I listen to, you really think I understand yeah. that? No. Like, I didn't understand, like, Basket Case. Like, <laughs> it's, like, dude, 
the uh, the verse in Basket Case. I, I'm pretty sure I know it off the top of my head, but I want to look it up anyway just to be 100% so I don't fuck it up. Yeah, go ahead. Um, when he says, I went to a whore, and she said my life's a bore, so quit my whining because it's bringing him down. I was like, what the fuck is he – did he just – I, like, had to, like – um, I had to like listen to it a million times over and be like, "Did he? What is he talking about? Like, what does that mean? Like, the only thing that I like, like listen to in that, and that's just an example of what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to a string to analyze my dream. She says it's lack of sex that's bringing me down. I went to a whore. He said my life's a bore, so quit my whining because it's bringing her down." I was like, why did he, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, so That's I didn't get exactly that. more or less exactly what we're talking about. It's just another perfect example of like what a young kid would process. At least us, like I said, yeah. we, weren't, we weren't intricate. We didn't have all these internet things breaking down lyrics or TikTok that tells you like what the lyrics mean through a video. Like we just had what we had. And I think, I think it was cool because you got attached to like the CDs. I remember collecting every CD in the world. Yeah, same. Um, like, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I was the kid that would listen to that, would get bullied specifically for the fact that I listened to this shit and would rep their shirts and merch and just blast this shit out loud on me and in my head with music. But, um, like, I, I, yeah. I, I like the only thing that I would really like make fun of people for was when they did, because Green Day to me, was Dookie and Insomniac and Green Day to me was a punk band. So that was the only one that would like really be, I would really be like, okay, you don't understand like what Green Day is, you know? (laughs) So like, that's like, I didn't really care. Like if you listen to my chemical romance or like Hawthorne Heights, cause I didn't listen to it. Fall Out Boy. I was like, I don't listen to it. You're an emo kid. You listen to it, whatever. (laughs) But like the moment I saw the Green Day ones, I was like, Okay, leave Green Day alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but like that—that that, like phase of that like lasted maybe like six months, and then I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, he says, yeah, stupid. okay, whatever. <laughs> you can have it. You can listen to Green yeah, Day. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get but, into some of my favorite songs, unless you had something right. to say. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna just be like, but then, um, it was kind of cool because. I kind of like there was kids that like would see me wearing like a Nirvana t-shirt or like Guns N' Roses or like they'd see me listening to Dookie or whatever. And they would be like, you know, oh, um, what's that? And I'd be like, that's Green Day. And they'd be like, no, nah, Green Day is just American Idiot. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Green <laughs> Day is, I was like, just go. I'm like, here. And I'd let them like borrow Dookie. Yeah. Or something, and then they'd come back like three days later and be like, "Yo, this here." <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, "This right here is fucking sick." That's <laughs> like, awesome. So, like, I think that was like after like six months of like hating American Idiot and um, hating the whole like emo thing. Like, when I think when that happened, I was kind of like, "All right," like I can kind of 
it's kind of the same. Like it's like I think when I listened to American Idiot through, I was like, it's still the same. It's still Green Day. Like it's still sick. Like, <laughs> but I definitely like like that that like year and a half, two years. I kind of grew up a lot. Yeah. In terms of like going from like an angry like metalhead like punk to like a more understanding person <laughs> dude I, it's so funny because every time you say something i'm just going i'm the opposite when this happened i went into this fucking like emo yeah it was like punk phase. when i hit high school Anarchy. i went to where you were and when you hit high school you were like super angry like fuck everyone like dude, you're a piece of shit like eighth eighth grade seventh eighth ninth grade and high school is i just became yeah the opposite dude i literally like, I yeah. was, it was funny. Cause like you couldn't tell, like, I would literally be like, like I said, just wearing like baggy ass clothes, backwards hat or sideways hat with fucking like an operation Ivy t-shirt. And then you would like come up to me and I'd be listening to like MCR or the next day, like me and my buddy, Matt Foy would be like hanging out. And then I'd be listening to like Fugazi and fucking minor threat. And it was See, just, like, like me and you <laughs> would have gotten along. If I had seen you on the right day, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like and like like, all right, like if seventh eighth grade Nick saw like seventh eighth grade Steve, and you happened to be wearing the Operation Ivy T-shirt, yeah. I would have been your best friend, <laughs> and I would have accepted you for listening to MCR. <laughs> but like, if I had seen you on the day you were wearing the Green Day T-shirt, oh yeah, then we wouldn't have been friends. <laughs> so weird no i'm just kidding. i i mean i was friends with people who like did that and i would educate them on green day i'd be like listen if you're gonna wear the american idiot t-shirt you gotta at least try dookie out mm-hmm. and then they'd be like okay i'll try dookie okay <laughs> but um uh, let's bring it back into uh, yeah uh, now that we're sweet revenge that was a fucking long one yeah that was that what did i just Sweat. do okay i thought i just exit out of the fucking okay so back to uh sweet yeah back to three cheers, cheers for sweet, sweet revenge, revenge. Um, fucking dummies. I'm gonna talk about some of the things that stuck out for me, some of my yeah. songs, and some cool things that I thought. So, um, Elena, obviously we already pretty much covered. Uh, mm-hmm. Another song I really liked that Batch mentioned too is "Thank You for Your Venom." Um, Like yeah, guitars, it is. Dude, the guitars is absolutely insane. Um, this song, "Thank You for Your Venom," is um, is basically about people try. It, well, what I interpreted and what I found online was it's about people trying to preach God into you, or just people who preach to you about them being right and only right, kind of like a nun and a criminal. Um, yeah, trying to tell the criminal, or just you know, people Judas Priest or uh, why did I say Judas Priest? Or just people coming up to your door and trying to preach to you that God is the right way. And this song is just, like, absolutely, absolutely cool. Yeah. Um, so that was another one. Uh, another song I really liked, uh, really, really liked, uh, was Give Him Hell, Kid. Oh, yeah, that's the, a sick one. Dude, the intro to this song, the bass, is absolutely killer. And the lyrics, yep. oh, baby, here comes a sound. And he just, like, yeah. goes right into it. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> it's so good, dude.
Yeah. <laughs> the bass line. It's filthy. It's killer. Give them hell, kid. Check it out. This song's, uh, it's basically about a pregnant girl who's confused and might want an abortion. And it's just, uh, once I looked into the lyrics, of course, again, I didn't know any of these things about the lyrics until pretty much the other day when I went back to listening to them for their actual meaning. But give them hell, kid. Filthy bass. The intro, super fun impact in your face. Uh, next song I want to talk about, um, to the end, uh, one of my favorites on this album too. Uh, yeah, it's actually based on William Faulkner's uh, short story "A Rose for Emily." Oh, okay. Did not know that. Nope. Pretty fun wouldn't fact there. That. Nope, wouldn't have known that either. And the last song I want to talk about, um, and I did write down some lyrics for this one was "Cemetery Drive." Uh, awesome song, dude. The lyrics in this one are are pretty deep, pretty heart mm-hmm. heavy, man. Uh, I took away back home, off the run, singing songs that make you slit your wrists. It isn't that much fun staring down a loaded gun. Pretty pretty fucking heavy, dude. I, I definitely didn't catch that as a kid. The fact that he said singing <laughs> songs that make you slit your wrist, it isn't that much fun staring down a loaded gun. That's so fucking crazy. That's crazy in that uh, he said that. I'm. It's crazy. I was even allowed to listen to that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like, that's what's like. That's what's so wild to me. It's like we were listening to this and we like had no fucking idea, no, dude. My mom would let like, me listen none, to this, dude. And then, and then we'd go in the car. She wouldn't even catch these lyrics, but we'd be. I'd be listening to this, and then we'd be listening. I get in the car and I play Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and, and me doing my van on Sunday. <laughs> she, my mom's just like, she's like, you played that fucking song every goddamn day. When I drive me to school, <laughs> every day she was cool with that, but yeah, yeah. She, it's just crazy that these lyrics, like again, that we had no idea what the fuck they were saying. And no, what they meant, but like we, and we sat there and we were like, Oh yeah, I relate to that. But and they were, were like, so, Dude, it was like the it was not just the it was like the music, the theatrical, like piano, yeah. the guitar, the bass, the drum. The way fucking Gerard sings is so fucking beautiful and spiritual yeah. and like fucking just theatric. I know I keep using that word, but God, it really is theatrical. He can really maneuver his words around the instruments and tell a story without having to fucking tell a story. And it's incredible the way he he um he does this and his live stuff is just isn't good. His acoustic stuff he does. Oh um, yeah. Check it out. That stuff's good. But uh yeah, yeah my solo top, stuff. Yeah, his solo stuff really sick. Good. Yeah. But my top songs for this obviously is I'm not okay. And I told mm-hmm. that story about uh middle school already in the previous podcast. Uh Helena, yeah. thank you for your venom. Give him hell kid and to the end. Those are my top five. Uh yep. God d- dude. This it was the album again that really started the whole dark phase, uh, mm-hmm. the whole hot topic phase, the whole painted nails eyeliner. Let's fucking let's get emo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I love this album. Any more notes for you for this album or any comments, buddy? No, no, I didn't. Like I said, this wasn't the one. The next this, one. This was the one for me. That the the next one definitely was like a banger too. But the three cheers for sweet revenge was my like my big like, banger i got into this two years later is okay. when i got into this but like like looking back now it was like this album was so fucking good yeah all right dude you want to start us off with the third album we're talking about here yeah this is uh 
the granddaddy of them all. This is the one everyone knows from one simple note. Just one little note. Everyone knows exactly what what's coming. Um, this album like got me into MCR. Um, this is when I was like starting to shift into like a pop punk kid and like an emo kid. Um, welcome to the Black Parade. Such a fucking, just such a good album, dude. Incredible, absolutely incredible, man. Freshman in high school. Um, I I didn't know. I like it was weird. Like everything kind of hit all at once. I was like, whoa! Like I only got four years to figure out my life here. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, then like mental health started taking a turn. Like I started like. You know, they called it ADD at first, but it was like, no, nah, this is not like ADD. This is something else. Like, and that's when I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. How how old were you when you got diagnosed with it? Uh, fourteen. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I was just no, 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 yeah, I, I got I diagnosed at like fucking nine, and I was curious when you did. I think I always had anxiety. Yeah. Um. But they just called it ADHD, like they did with everyone. Yeah, that's so South Park. Think. Remember that? I'm sorry, yeah. but you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all on Ritalin. Just trying some Ritalin, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard, dude. I just that episode was literally pointing. Awesome. And then they had they showed that commercial where it's like, if your kid doesn't shut the fuck up, then he starts giving some Ritalin. Him. Yeah, he's like, just give him some Ritalin. If you would like more information on my bullshit, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. No, but that was 100% it. It was yeah. like, you remember in elementary school, like everyone was either on Ritalin or um, what was the other one? There was two of them that everyone was on. Uh, mm, hold on. Let me Google it. Adderall? Adderall and Ritalin. Yeah. Yep. Adderall is what I, I took Adderall, Fluxetine, and some other bullshit. Yeah, you were either on Ritalin or Adderall. And, um, yeah, so this album kind of, like, changed just, like, I know we talked about 2006 for me in um, a few episodes ago, but this was one of the albums that started everything for sure. That's dope, man. I'm I'm happy to hear that. It's funny, like, my coming out was, like, not coming out, but. Not like Leisha. Not like my sister. Is she gay? Um, I, th- mm. I'm not sure because like she says it, but like I don't, you know, mm. <laughs> she's gonna fucking kill me. She's absolutely gonna fucking hate me right now. <laughs> I love you, Leisha. Yeah, we love you so much. Oh, She's gonna have to come on the podcast soon now. <laughs> I know. You motherfuckers. I know. I can just you too. Hey, you you too. Oh god. Um all right. <laughs> back to the black parade. Yeah. Um let me just say a little something about the back black the back the back parade. You ever have oh, a parade on your back? Fuck yeah, a lot of times, man. Oh shit. Yeah. You getting that? You wanna you wanna talk about mm, it? Nah. 
No, it's explicit. Uh, oh, okay. Stuart. Stuart. Look at Okay. Once. Black Parade came out in 2006, people. This album yep. was actually inspired by David Bowie, uh, Gerard said. Um, mm. He thought this was going to be the last album for Mad Comical Romance. He yep. felt like it was coming to an end, uh, hence the last song on this album. Um, this album, it is a rock opera-centered uh, album, and it is centered on a dying character with cancer known as The Patient. Uh, the album tells a story of his death, experiences in the afterlife, and subsequent reflections on his life. So, pretty cool concept there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just wanted to say that before we dug into it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, Black Parade, absolutely filthy. Took a huge different, not a direction I'd say this album took that was like, like, oh my God, they changed. Because if you listen to their first album, then you go to Three Cheers, Sweet Revenge, you're like, holy fuck, they definitely took a new direction. But each album, yeah. they kind of just level up. It's kind of so sick. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, sure. that's definitely My Chemical Romance, but they like just took another tab of acid and made this even better. How did they do yeah. this? Which is like, it's like the same thing Green Day did. Because like, they were kind of starting to level off. And then... It was like they were like, nah, here's American Idiot. Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 2002 is when they came out with Shenanigans, which was like a cover album and like B-sides. So it was like, I, like people were kind of like, uh, what's next here? And then two years later, there's American Idiot. And it's like, oh. So that that's kind of like what you're saying with like, MCR, yeah. but MCR did it like bang, bang, bang. And yeah, like, they they just absolute fucking bangers. These fucking yeah. cats are literally knew what they were doing. Like, oh yeah, again. And like uh, this is probably I th- I'd say like American Idiot. And this, as far as like knowing that they were concept albums, they're probably like the only two like quote unquote concept albums that I like actually enjoy front to back. These like, ones, these yeah, ones front to t- back. Yeah. Well, we talked about like Neck Deep's new album was a concept album, and it was just kind of like it doesn't work. Like this isn't. No, it was definitely not good. Like we talked about that. Yeah. Like this tells like a like American Idiot and this like tell like legitimate like stories, and like I could see this becoming like a movie. I'm talking about the black yeah. right now. Yeah. Or like an like you know American Idiot is on Broadway, like it's a play. Mm-hmm. Like I could see this doing that. Yeah, I could you know? definitely see that. Yeah, like that's what I think makes them so cool is like the story they tell, and you can kind of follow along with it. I definitely agree with that, dude. You can like totally it, do that. Like it, it, like everything just kind of makes sense, and it's like I think that's where neck deep missed the mark. But we're not gonna dive into that. But like that's just the difference between the those three albums. Like, if yeah. you want to, you know what I mean? Like, American Idiot and this and Black Parade just, like, absolutely nailed it. Yeah. As far as, like, concepts go. Yeah. So, what, what, um, I'm going to fucking cough on this microphone. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you just come and cough at the same time? Maybe just mixing a little sneeze there? Crumsicles. Holy shit, man. You ever smell the sheets after? Um, always. All right. 
Well, on that so, note, I was yeah. going to ask you, mm-hmm. just what's your favorite song on this album, Batchy? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, that's the right song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to sound like such like a fucking poser, but it's got to be Walking to the Black Parade. Okay. Like, I think that was, like, the first song that, like, got me into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, it's just, like, the perfect song. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. Like, it starts out, like, it, I mean, it's the only, like, I, I'd say it's one of the only songs that you could hear one single note and know what it is. Yeah. Just one note and you know. Well, it's funny because... Definitely the one note thing. It's funny though because I don't know about you, but I'll have my 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 mix on, like just like a random mix on the car, and I can't see it. And I'll hear like a strum of a guitar, and I'll know right away. Like it's the yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so yeah. weird that music can do that. But in the note, in the in the realm of it just being one note, and everybody knows, dude. Oh yeah, Black Parade for sure. Like I was talking to Pat yesterday. When I was down at his house, and uh, we were talking about Green Day, and he was trying to figure out a song that they, we were trying to talk about, like some song or whatever, and he couldn't think of the name. Yeah. So we put on the Basket Case video, and I knew it was Basket Case just from like hearing like the footsteps and like the buzz <laughs> yeah, from yeah, like yeah. when they plugged uh, the guitar in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "You looking up Basket Case?" And he was like, "You're a sick fuck. You fucking animal." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "The fact that you know, like." Well, because I I would like sit at my buddy Jerry's house and we would just watch we would smoke weed, and um, play guitar, ride our bikes around, and sit at his house, eat snacks, and watch international super hits, over and over and over again. Like the uh yeah that that's it. Sorry. The music video thing. Yeah. Like, we would just watch that constantly. So, like, that's how... But it's like... Welcome to the Black Parade. You don't even have to know any other My Chemical Romance song. But you hear that one that one note and you know... Yep. Exactly what it is. Yep. And I think that's, that's like, so crazy. Like, you can play it for, like... Any, I would say anybody. You could just pull some random dude off the street, hit that one note, and be like, what's that? And they'd be like, that song about whatever. I they feel like not- you could just, like, literally, like, fill Fenway Park and then, like, play that one note in the whole fucking... Oh, yeah. Just imagine When that. I was a I, young boy, my father took me into the city. Which is exactly, like, what happened... You know, when we saw them there. Yeah. At, um, fuck is it? Xfinity Center now? I don't know. They change the name every fucking year. <laughs> but they literally hit the note and then sat there for a second. The place went ballistic and then they hit it again. And then the place went nuts, like yeah. just kept going crazier and crazier. And then they finally like started it. And it was just like, I think I was going to get a beer or going to go to the bathroom. And, like, all of a sudden, it was just, like, boom. And I was, like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, stopped and just turned around and went right back to where yeah. we were. I was, like, this is going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So that's probably, I don't know, it's between that and uh, This Is How I Disappear. Oh, would nice. Probably be my, it's like, those are like one and one A for me. Or Dead, Dead's a good one too. Dead is a good one. Um, There's a lot of songs on this album. Yeah, The Shopper's Lives is sick. That um, is, yeah, that's definitely one of the best ones. Uh, House of Wolves. Mm-hmm. I Don't Love You is fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, how do you feel about Mama? Uh, it's actually one of my favorite songs. We all go to hell. Mama, we all go to hell. I'm writing Love it. That's one of my favorites. I think it's cool how they had like Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you would call me your yeah. sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I love that song, Mama, dude. I do, dude. That part's so sick when they're like, um, put the shit that I've done with this fuck of a gun. Mm. You cry out your eyes all alone. Like, just the way he like sings that, and then it. We all carry on. Yeah. Um. It's obviously, powerful. Yeah. Um. Uh, teenagers. Yep, that's on there for me too. Um, famous last words. Okay, stop right there. Hit the break stop sign. I gotta go okay. ham. This is my favorite song, Mister Mister Batch. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is my banger. favorite song. Um, number one for me. If I had to pick one, this is it. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> yeah, I dude. love this song, dude. Like, it is crazy. The lyrics are out of control. The way the song is just absolutely insane. Um, dude. The, I think it goes back to like every every song that we just mentioned. Yeah. Like especially in Mama and like I Don't Love You and This Is How I Disappear and Dead and like all of them. Mm-hmm. And Teenagers, he does it too. It's, it's like how dramatic he is and just how like theatrical he is. Like Yes. Like when he's like in Teenagers, when he's talking about um, the boys and girls and the click, the awful names that they stick. You're never going to fit in much, kid. But if you're troubled and hurt, what you got under your shirt will make him pay for the things that they did. And just like the way he delivers that last line. Yeah. Right before the chorus is so fun. Like, it's just so awesome. That song and that this band made me literally feel proud about the fact that I was like, yeah, same. who I was and dressed how yeah. I listened to what I was. I was like, yeah, yep. that's right, motherfucker. Like, yeah. And that's I am where, who I am. That's where this is where things changed for me. Like, in this song, that song definitely helped with that. Like it did the same thing it did for you for me. Yeah. Like it was kind of like, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. I'm a little different. Go fuck yourself, dickhead. Yeah, man. That was that was it, man. That was yeah. that was literally it. Uh yeah, but famous last words. I just want to say a lyric from that. Um, he says, So many bright lights that cast a shadow, but can I speak? Well, it's hard understanding. I'm incomplete. A life that's so demanding, I get so weak. I love that. I love that so demanding I can't speak. And then the line everyone knows is I'm not afraid to keep on living. I'm not afraid yep. to walk this world alone. I'm Honey, if you stay, I'll be forgiven. Nothing you can say can stop me going. It's so powerful how he's the way he sings it again, like you were saying, dude. Yeah, so theatrical. So he's like god he's just so emotional and like yeah he just puts he everything into it he feels like what he's saying it's like he's literally writing a movie while he's talking out loud it's it's crazy that right. depicts it for you very very well 
it's yeah that's like everything that we've talked about that's like what it is like you can see it like what he's talking about like it's it's so crazy yeah man he doesn't just stand there he just like he gets into it uh this album's absolutely amazing man it is this is definitely like one of my favorite albums ever like ever like not just by them i'm talking like in general this is like one of my favorite albums of all time yeah this is such a good album. You got anything else for this album? Just I could talk about how good it is for hours. Man. <laughs> it's just so good. All right, we can keep going. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more about it. I didn't either. I was just going to talk about what he's doing now and stuff. and then. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's dope. So... What's Gerard doing now? Going on tour. Ferda! Ferda! <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> um, so, actually, it's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if you people know this, but he actually... What do you uh, mean, you people? You people, I mean all the people that are mole eaters. I'm not one of them. I gotta go. See ya. All right. See you later, dude. So, Fuck this. <laughs> hello, my mole eaters. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of things that we need to talk about. For hello, one. police. Whoa, shit. Yeah, I'd like to... <laughs> <laughs> so, Gerard Way has actually been spending most of his time uh, following his dreams, which is working on... Eating pizza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> he is a beautiful man, and he may have gained a couple pounds... Hey, but he looks beautiful. I wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't talking about that. Yeah, well, well kind of. Okay, he may have gained a couple. He may be. He may be hefty. Yeah, but he, he, you know, it's all right. Yeah, I don't judge by weight. He's still the man. He's still fucking sexy as a motherfucker. He doesn't dye his hair anymore, but he is writing comic books, which is pretty sick. And he is the TV show creator of um, The Umbrella. So yes, he is The Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yep. Which has been getting pretty fucking big, which is cool. Have you watched that? I have not. I heard it's absolutely Me either. Really, really good. Oh, wow. Look at this. I was expecting you to say, yes, it's absolutely nah. amazing, Steven. Great job. He's if it's not The Office of Parks and Rec, I don't watch it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So usually, maybe usually like 10 years from now. The Office or Parks and Rec. Which one do you? You both? Uh, I enjoy them both. You swing both ways, okay. But I definitely like The Office better. Okay. Did you know that Gerard Way is also Joe Rogan's second cousin? What? Yep. No way. 100%. It's a fact. That's so cool. Has he been on Rogan? No, I just heard it on Rogan's podcast. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's his second cousin, which was weird. Someone called him out. He's like, he was like, hey, dude, like, uh, are you really? I saw something online. Someone posted that you were uh, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance's like cousin. He's like, yeah, it's my second cousin. He's like, you talk to him? Not really. He's just like one of those things happen, and you're like, yeah. And then the guy was like, damn, your family must be fucking like incredible that you have two people that are like two of the biggest fucking names in the fucking industry. Yeah. Um, but That's so cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But yeah, they're complete opposites too. It's just funny. Uh. <laughs> So I wanted to mention before we end this podcast and stuff, I wanted to mention one thing about um, Gerard. Uh, the I know I mentioned it earlier, but the amount 
of love he has for his fans and the amount of respect and care and the life-changing things he's done for people and the whole band. Um, it's just beautiful and how much he really, really emphasizes in the fact that he's uh, all about mental health and uh, awareness. And like yeah. I said, uh, the LGBTQ plus community and being able to, you know, see people, you know, come out and uh, come out as trans or however they come out and just being accepted. And he's like such yeah. a big image for them. And it, it was beautiful to watch him live announcing these things and going on interviews and hearing, you know, fathers say, you know, that my daughter is literally alive because of you and you are such an impact. Like music is so beautiful. It's so powerful. And this guy in this band have done so much for the, the community yeah. of people. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and I just really like that he is that into yeah. uh, his fans. And not only that, it's just his music can do that. And that's that's what the Empty Space podcast is all about. Exactly. So, Gerard, if you're listening, thank you. Yes, big thank you. We will pay you 75 cents to come on this podcast. Batch will, because that's way too much for me. All right, I will pay you 75 cents to come on here and if steve can throw in anything else not throw shit in what the fuck then that would be lovely um yes exactly no but in all seriousness that's <laughs> fucking he's such an awesome dude and red yeah that's really amazing that he does all that absolutely man but like you know people he doesn't even like have to do that for like yeah. he doesn't know anyone and that's just really cool that he like didn't forget where he came from. That's right, man. That is right. I'm glad and to hear that. Still trying to help people. Well, the lads here at the Empty Space Podcast want to remind you this is episode ten. Yep. And again, fucking proud of us, dude. And Hell yeah. This is awesome. Uh next week's episode is exciting. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be sick. Why? I can't wait to. What? Why? I can't tell you. Oh, I'm not coming. You? <laughs> You're not coming, dude? <laughs> you gotta do this alone. You might. If I have to work, you might be solo. Yeah, that'll be great. Imagine a dude, solo epi. <laughs> that was a solo epi, bro. It's just Steven. Dude, we should do a solo epi, but like five minutes for me and five minutes for you, and then put them out the same day. We just talk <laughs> shit the whole time. Steve's such a piece of shit. He's never going to hear this. Every time <laughs> I'm on this fucking thing, he shows me his nipples, and I can't get through a goddamn episode. <laughs> fucking put him away. Put him away. I'm tired um, of him. The pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, so this will come out Friday. Yes. Um, next week is going to be sick the next episode you hear after this is gonna be sick that's right it's gonna be a good one that's right um we also would like to let you know once again that if you're not feeling like yourself or if you're down or if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to um please please reach out to somebody anybody Anyway. Um, there are people there who will listen 
And if you see someone who's posting something on Facebook that seems like a cry for help, please reach out to them and just please ask them if they're okay. Don't be a dick. Don't tell them that they sound suicidal. Don't tell them that the shit that they're posting is not cool. Just please ask them if they're okay because it might it might just save their life if they feel like they have one person who gives a shit about them. Um, that's about, that's like, that's my rant. Um, yeah, man. Uh, there yeah. are numbers you can text. There's numbers you can call. You can message Steve. You can message me. Yep. You can message anybody. Um, just help each other because no one deserves to go through, um, losing someone to suicide and no one deserves to feel that alone that they have no one and that the world would be a better place without them. So just help each other out and let's work on ending the stupid fucking stigma about mental health. That's it. That's my Ted talk. Well, I got choked up. So it's <laughs> Ted talk to you. Yeah. No, no clapping. I don't hear anyone clapping, but I can, well, I can, I can edit, put that effect in there. Edit in later. <laughs> just a woo yeah no yeah. that was beautiful agreed man absolutely um you know that's why we started this whole thing absolutely. is to bring awareness to this whole ugly ugly thing that goes on every day fucking disease man yep every single day there's people out there that take their own life because they don't feel um worth it and they feel like this world would be better off without them. And if you are feeling that way, I'm sure Steve will back me up when we, I can speak for both of us, I should say, um, that you are loved and you do matter. And there are people out there who give a fuck. It might not be anyone that you know, but there are people who will talk to you, who will help you. So just reach out. Reach out, people. And, Absolutely. And again, if you think someone is, you know, going through something like that, your words are a lot heavier than you think they are. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to try and explain that better. Um, what just the fact that like anything you say to this person can could literally make or break them it can make or break them so yeah i mean it's it's an easy thing to hear but when you go about doing it it's just basically saying like no matter what you say to this person it's going to have an effect on them um it could dig them deeper it could take them out it could take them to the next step it could take them in any direction so just be careful with what you do say um and just the best thing you can do is just tell them you love them you're there for them if they need anything you're here for them uh just all love all love is what you can give this and that's basically what that means is like your words have a big impact because uh the last thing you want to do is is upset or set someone down uh, worse than they already are and that could be by no fault of your own it's just uh it's just when you get into that state of mind uh things are interpreted uh completely 
Uh, yeah, different. Uh, so yeah, just again, Batch, you said that amazingly, man. Yeah, you got you got us. You got millions of people out there. You got self help lines. Uh, we love you. Reach out Absolutely. to Batch. Reach out to me. If I don't know you, it doesn't matter. I don't yeah, care. I don't give a I'll, fuck. I'll, I'll I'll stay up till four in the morning and talk to you. That's I'll just let you cool. rant. Like yeah, yeah. And that goes back to if you're gonna reach out to someone and you do reach out to them and you say, "Are you doing okay?" I noticed you said this, that, and the other thing. And they come at you with, no, not really. And they start going off about how they don't want to be here anymore and how they this, that, and the other thing. Don't immediately start talking about how you're going to, how they need therapy and how they need this and how if they're going to act on that, you're going to call the cops on them. And this, because that's just going to really, really, really not help. At just, all. just listen. Just sit and listen. Just the biggest and, thing is to listen. Tell them, obviously tell them not to do that. Yep. And that, and let them, you know, let them know that there are people who care about them and who do love them. And you're one of them because if they're talking to you about it, they obviously trust you enough to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, sit there and tell them like, well, if you think like that, you need to go to therapy and you need to do this. And yeah. You, you should to... be in a mental institution right now. Yeah. Let's get you if, out of if here. you're going to. If you're being serious and you're going to act on that, then I'm calling the police. Like, yeah, don't don't get mad at the person for yeah. having these feelings, especially. And, and our boy, Tyrant's car. I don't know if he po I don't know if he posted it on our Instagram page, where he said you could call even if you're that bad. You can call an EMT, and he said that they'd rather sit and talk to you for two hours than, you know, clean up your body. I love you, Terrence. You're yeah. really, really good. Hell yeah, Terrence. I can't wait to talk to you. And, and I know we're all buddies here, but it's you've been you've been helping us out. I Huge. know you, you hit us up all the time saying how much we help you out. But, dude, you, you have helped us out, man. And just you yeah. opening up and being – that's vulnerable, man, and that's powering for you to say that. Like, I didn't know any of that shit about you, and, and I just love the fact that you are able to, you know – be open-minded and accepting and loving and uh I, we love you man hell yeah dude we absolutely do love you man so that's our ted talk that's our rant just that's love our, each that's other the second Help ted talk out. featuring steve <laughs> yeah that's our um but yeah uh that's it. That's let's it. end this baby oh quick 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 thing yeah i just wanted to give the pop punk emo supremo guys another shout out oh fuck yeah yep. god damn those guys are the shit Check them out, please, people. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Supremo, they, they're they're good guys, man. They just did an interview with uh, um, Vinny, Vinny from, from Less uh, Than Jake. Yep. So yep. check check that episode out. Check those guys out. Uh, they've been again. Uh, they've been super supportive of us. We're basically feeding back off of each other, helping each other out. Um, yeah. It's it's great, brotherly love. I uh, can't wait to have them on an episode. I'm sure the four of us will end up doing something pretty cool at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Quick shout out to them. So fuck yeah, you do drool. Yeah, and they drool. Ugh. I hope you I hope you're okay <laughs> no. if you're drooling. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say, dude? Nah, that was it. That this was is the latest my, uh... episode we ever did, by the way. Yeah, like this is... I don't know about lengthwise, but it's 10 p.m. Uh, I think the neck deep one, we went till almost 11. Oh shit. We definitely, the neck deep one went really long and really deep, and really hard. 
Oh my God, are you oh, insinuating shit. that we're having sex? Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Dude, Coach like, Steve is my favorite. I kind of like that. <laughs> Coach Steve? Hey, it's Coach Steve here. <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted to uh, maybe bang bikini fronts <laughs> with me. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to go. Episode you 10. to touch my peanut? We love you so much. All right, yeah, kiddos. Yeah, we love you all. All right, goodbye now. Be good to each other. Yes, it's all love. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, Batch, go fuck yourself. Okay? Yeah, fuck you, Daniel. Yeah, fuck eat my pinky hole. Shit. Get the fuck out of here. And suicide, things of that nature, we've always told you and you're so hurt, you're so depressed, you find some person that you trust to talk to. That's something we've always said.